Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And we're happy to welcome you to Second Half Now. This is, in fact, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. That's us. It's the 50-plus crowd, and we go all the way from 50 up to, I don't know, is there anybody out there over 100? But uh, we go that far. And what we try to do is provide valuable content for our listeners because these shows are not only heard on the air, on the radio, but also they're archived on our website, and you can hear these uh, months and years down the road. And so these are valuable pieces of content and substance, and uh, today is no exception. So, hi, I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. And uh, Denise, I see you across the table again, and we've been doing this for a while, and I'm glad to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you, Dan? Well, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, you know, oftentimes we say I'm excited about the show. I'm not sure I'm excited about this one because there are some troubling things, topics and stuff we're going to uh, talk about. But the title of the show is going to make sure that we uh, stay on track because there are some things that are going to be helpful for us. And um, we're going to introduce our guest in just a moment. But um, what is the good word, Denise, for today? Well, the good word for today is baseline. And our guest is going to be explaining why that word is so very important. It isn't one that most of us use in our everyday language, talking with each other. But in the situation where we are caring for uh, family members who are older, understanding the importance of a baseline, is, it's critical. And our guest is going to be helping with us with that Excellent. today. And let's uh, try to all keep that in mind, keep the word baseline in mind, because it's going to come up a few times. We're going to talk about it. What we are talking specifically about today is caring for our aging loved ones. And there's a variety of situations that that might represent. Uh, you know, it might be a wife uh, caring for a husband who had a stroke. It might be uh, an adult child caring for an aging parent. It could be a parent um, caring for a disabled child of any age. I have a friend who has a, a, a disabled child. Gosh, I think he is 40-something mm. So, uh, but it's the caregiver situation, and almost all of us will be in that situation at some point on either side of that. So I watched my parents go through that, uh, but here we are in the 50-plus. We may be a caregiver or know of a caregiver in our family, but for many of us, uh, we will be the care receiver. We'll be the one that needs that care. So this is going to be important information, and our guest today has learned a lot about this subject the hard way. Mm. And uh, she learned enough to write a 300-page book about it. We're going to talk about the book and about the issues and the answers. So the title for today's show is Caring for Aging Loved Ones. Here's a wake-up call with help 
and hope. We want to remind our listeners, uh, Denise, and uh, for our guest, Marcy, we'll introduce you in a minute, uh, that we actually do uh, uh, subjects in five core topic areas. And uh, I'm trying to figure out which one this uh, subject fits in. Maybe you can help us, Marcy. But the five core topics are home and family. Number two is health and wellness. Number three is budget and finances. Number four, heart and soul. And number five, work and purpose. And it seems to me that it could fit into health and wellness, but it can also fit into home and family, Mm -hmm. right? I think it fits in all five. Oh, okay. Good. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're going to cover all the subject today. Mm -hmm. So again, the title is Caring for Our Aging Loved Ones. Here's a wake-up call with help and hope. And we're going to introduce a special guest in studio today is Marcy Houle, and she is the author of the new book, the Gift of Caring, Saving Our Parents from the Perils of Modern Healthcare. And you know, this, the, the title says a lot right there. So, Marcy, thank you very much for coming in today, and welcome to Second Half Now. Oh, thank you. And I want to say I'm really just the co-author because I wrote the book with one of the nation's leading geriatricians, um, Elizabeth Ekstrom, Dr. Elizabeth Ekstrom, yeah. who's the head of geriatric medicine at OHSU. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And you guys make a good team. Mm -hmm. You come at it from slightly Mm -hmm. different perspectives, and Mm -hmm. you have a science background, Mm -hmm. biology specifically. Mm -hmm. And so you understand how the body works and all the physiology Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And you've been kind of busy uh, (laughs) speaking and writing, and uh, you have an op-ed recently in New York Times, and uh, the message of this book is getting out. And that's... It needs to. It needs to. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And so we have a copy of the book here, and uh, we're, we're going to talk about really the issues that the book covers, and Marcy is going to help us a lot. And we want to just kind of lay this foundation. Uh, recent uh, figures show that 60, I think, Marcy, your uh, figure that you mm-hmm. mentioned on the phone the other day, 60 to 65 million unpaid family caregivers mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's just mind-blowing. And I've known this number for a while, and every time I hear it, I just can't, can hardly fathom it. But then to boil it down, in our state of Oregon, 650,000 unpaid family caregivers. So if you're in the grocery line at Safeway with six other people, if I do my math right, mm-hmm. one of them, or five other people, one of them is a family care, an unpaid family caregiver. Wow. That's the way that works out. And this number will continue to increase and almost certainly will involve everyone listening Mm -hmm. at some point at one side or other of the equation, either as the caregiver or the care receiver. We have to know what we're doing. We have to know what the current system is and how we can bring help and hope. And Marcy, I'm really glad that you're here today to help us with that. There are agencies and institutions involved, and we're going to speak about some of those. And there are the typical situations. And when we talk about aging loved one, it isn't always the aging loved one. It could be one that isn't aging but has a debilitating or a rehab situation or recovering from a heart attack or a stroke or surgery or something. So, um, and before we ask you the first question, I want to see if, is this a figure that I got from you or was it elsewhere that 30% of caregivers die before their care receiver? Um, You didn't get it from me, but it's probably true because they get worn out if they're not careful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we were worried about with my mom. Yes. That is absolutely worth underlining. Yeah. Yeah. That's very important. They get absolutely worn out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here's the thing. Marcy is documenting the issues facing caregivers in this book. And research has documented just the depression alone 
that impacts caregivers. Right. So, so just being in that caregiving role all by itself mm-hmm. is very difficult. It's very draining. And we need to be aware of that because of that statistic. Depression, un- ongoing depression, is a, can be a life and death situation. People do, just as you say, they give up. But then on top of that, on top of just the impact of providing care, then if we're running into problems in doing that, running up against the way a particular diagnosis is, you know, treated that isn't working well, any number of issues that as family members and caregivers we can run into that only exacerbates what is already a very difficult role. Absolutely. All of this uh, comes out of your story, and you were telling us right before we started that you have been keeping um, uh, journals Mm -hmm. for 14 years, Mm -hmm. and then you went back through the journals and picked out the stories and picked out the things that you learned and what were the issues, what were the challenges, what were the problems. Mm -hmm. Let's hear about your story. How it started. Well, I've kept, I'm a writer and a biologist, wildlife biologist, and I've always have written books, and... um, but I had to stop. I was actually scheduled to write another book out of New York after my last book came out called The Prairie Keepers. And my dad started getting sick. And like happens to a lot of us, you're squeezed. My kids were like three and five. And then my dad, who'd been so active and so helpful, he was a physician and he, um, a, just a wonderful, generous, lovely man. He started what's called the Crippled Children's Division at the Oregon Health and Sciences wow. University. He would go, he was orthopedic surgeon, but he had such a heart for old people. He would go to the nursing homes for free and clip their toenails, patients, oh, and so, wow. and yet he was so active and so vibrant and healthy, and he put all his patients, little, little old ladies in running shoes for their feet. And so I didn't, and I was a late in life hmm. baby. I was they were 40 when they had me, and I saw them in their 70s still doing all sorts of great things. And so I was totally unprepared when my dad started having some symptoms of Alzheimer's. And so in, in denial, like a lot of us are. But anyway, at that point, I started keeping more journals about what was going on in the whole system. And so we took care of him for seven years. And then my mom started getting sick. She was worn out, caregiving too, mm-hmm. took care of her. So I never really thought I'd write a book about this, but my daughter, who, when she, I think she's five when the book starts, and when she finishes, she's just got accepted to medical school here. And right. So about three or four years ago, she was starting a residency up at Seattle Children's. She's a pediatrician, and she said, you know, Mom, you have all those journals. You have all those, all those stories we've gone through with Nana and Papa. Why don't you write a book with Dr. Ekstrom? She was a teacher of mine at OHSU. And she's phenomenal. She makes aging wonderful, makes you want to grow old. And it's like, oh, why would she want to write a book with me? And it's like, <laughs> just ask her. So I did, and she did, and we did. Wow. Look at that. And so it's kind of the book I wish I had had mm-hmm. because I, I didn't, I think for most caregivers, we don't have the information we need. And the main reason I want to get across is there is hope. It can be so much better than it is. But unless people know how to make it better and start advocating, um, it's it's not good at the moment. At some point, were you co-residing with uh, one or both of your parents? Or were that you living in their home, or were you coming to visit, or what mm-hmm. was that setup like? 
Well, they lived in their home. They wanted to stay in their home. So they were there till they died, which is the family home I grew up in. Mm. But we, of course, didn't live there, but we were back and forth and back and forth all the time. Sure. And we incorporated them in our whole lives. I mean, the kids, we were, I was the only daughter who lived in Portland, so we saw them a lot. And then as they got older, of course, and they started getting sick. I can't remember how many Thanksgivings, Christmas. I don't think there was a holiday we weren't in the ER with the whole family. Oh, is that right? Our daughter's 21st birthday, you know, mm. for example. We were always in yeah. the hospital. And yet there are times you think, I can't do this one more time. And then my mom would say, I feel better and stronger when you're here. So what do you do? Of course yeah. you're going right. to go. Yeah. But it's, it's that it's not easy to see someone you love grow old and then... Um, have problems and then feel helpless and that's why I hope this book can help people realize and I've this is what I'm hearing too is you realize you're not alone you feel alone you're mm -hmm. caregiving you feel like you're the only person you sometimes you're made to feel foolish doctors will say it's just you know can write you off nurses believe me they're wonderful physicians out there but I'm just saying the system is not set up to really help many caregivers as they go through this because it's so fragmented and it's scary and there's this mm -hmm. whole trajectory um so this is supposed kind of being a a guiding light a little frontline information as you head out there to um to help you through the, understand and navigate this system sure and i'm picturing as you go to the hospitals and with stays and rehab mm -hmm. and and er and everything else with your scientific mm -hmm. approach to things, mm -hmm. with your science mentality, and, and Dr. Hogan mm -hmm. can plug in on this too, uh, there was at some point you probably said, well, does it have to be that way? Or mm -hmm. why are they doing it this way? Why are they asking us to do this? Are there other mm -hmm. options? And you, you, at some point you probably got frustrated or angry or confused mm -hmm. or because the whole thing just mm -hmm. wasn't working the way that you had hoped it would. I think yeah, I think caregivers go through all of those emotions, yeah. and yeah. it's mingled with pain because you can't. For me, seeing the loved ones I loved most, you know, mm -hmm. my darling parents, suffering and feeling helpless to to know what to do, and being told there was nothing there we could do, when there was, and that's again. Mm -hmm why finally meeting a geriatrician and we finally got geriatricians for who are the specialists they're like the you know you expect when you have little kids you're going to have a pediatrician until you're 18 and then right mm -hmm. geriatricians are wonderful because they're trained they're already internal medicine doctors or family medicine doctors and they go and they have fellowships in just geriatrics but there's so few of them we are very lucky to find a geriatrician and that made a lot of difference and then once getting that geriatrician trying to tell them the stories I was going through and having them validate that what you saw and what you felt was absolutely, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Mm -hmm. But most people don't know that. Right. And you're made to feel so helpless. Right. And that and to give up. And you know, that's it. Mm -hmm. As I'm listening here, that's that's what hits me over and over again mm -hmm. is the powerlessness. Mm -hmm. The hope feeling of hopelessness, those two things are very toxic to mm -hmm. our system. They, we, it puts us in a trap. Mm -hmm. When we feel like we don't have any power to change mm -hmm. the situation, mm -hmm. you might as well put us in a cage and lock us in there. Mm -hmm. And the instinct is, mm -hmm. I, gotta, I gotta get out of here, I gotta get out, I gotta, there's, there is anger, there is that confusion, there are some very strong emotions, but we can only sustain that for so long. Right. And when we can't, get out of that cage when we can't find the help we need we give up mm -hmm. that's it makes sense to give up because I'm I only have so much energy that mm -hmm. I can keep 
pushing into this mm -hmm. and if it's not getting me what I need, it's not getting my loved one what mm -hmm. I need, that pain becomes overwhelming mm -hmm. and I have to make that pain reduce. And if I can give up, mm -hmm. it'll ease things mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's a nasty system. Yeah. Giving up is a coping mechanism. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Marcy, what are some of the things that you began to have your eye open to, um, you know, progressively? Uh, what did you notice? What did you observe? What did you write in your journal that you say, this this can't be right. i got to figure this one out. Well, I think one thing I saw with the health care delivery system, especially when it started with my dad, was how I thought – you know, we would go through with what he'd done, and, we, and, and you know, he was in part of the medical community, and he was highly regarded, but mm -hmm. didn't matter. When Alzheimer's strikes, you kind of get forgotten, and that was mm -hmm. really troubling to me. And then um, just seeing places falling through the cracks and being saying, this is just a symptom of old age, and then learning later, it's not. A lot of these things we think are just symptoms of old age aren't. It can be the drugs they're taking. It can be all sorts of things. And so... Um, I'd say one time, for example, one story was my dad fell and broke his hip. This happens so much to older people. Dr. Ekstrom's doing lots of research on fall prevention, which is in the book, because that's a huge one. Mm, but anyway, no kidding. he did, and he had to go to, he was in the nursing home, and when you have Alzheimer's in a nursing home, it's a, a tough situation, believe me. But we would go out and visit almost daily. You have to visit. You really do. And, um, and he did pretty well. And then came out, it had been about two months since his surgery, and I saw him in a row, this is what I wrote about in the New York Times, um, with about, I don't know how many patients, wearing a pink bib, and his head was just on his chest, and he, they thought, they'd had, thought he'd had a stroke. And it turned out not to be that at all, but they said that's what happens with Alzheimer's. We had to give him a mood-altering drug because he was getting so combative. And yeah. there's something about that story that uh, is going to be very revealing to our mm -hmm. people because mm -hmm. they're going to learn from yes. it. And we're going to finish that story right after the break. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. 
It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Property values are on the rise higher than they've been in years. It's time to take the equity in your home and do something different. 24-7 Properties will provide you with custom personal care to get the maximum value out of your home. Jeff Edmondson of 24-7 Properties is a licensed general contractor as well as a real estate agent, giving you the expertise on how to effectively get your home ready to sell at the highest price. Visit Jeff online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. And we're back. We're listening to uh, Marcy Houle as she's telling about one of her many uh, stories and experiences uh, that caused her to write this book. And um, Marcy, we have the story of your dad having fallen and Ben, uh, did he go to surgery? And mm-hmm. now he, you go to visit him, and he's the uh, caretakers are, are saying he's been violent. Mm-hmm. And let's pick it up there. And what mm-hmm. what did you find out, and what did you do? Right. Well, he recovered from the surgery, and so this is about maybe two months, three months post surgery. And when I saw him slumped over like he'd had a stroke and was not at all cognizant, but the nurse said, "This is what happens with Alzheimer's: as they get go along with it, they do get." Um, combative and they get you know it can be violent and we can't have that to the AIDS so we have the mood altering drug which makes them very controllable and then she said you're being a good boy George well I went home just sick thinking Mm. well what can you do you know what a sad Mm. ending to such a great dignified man to be reduced to the pink bibs with the other people in the pink bibs. And even that statement you've been a good boy George that's horrible so anyway, it just happened to be that one of those God things, you can say, um, the Oregonian used to have a science section. And just happened to be that week, a doctor, a researcher in Alzheimer's said, what do people who have severe dementia or Alzheimer's do to show they're in pain? They can't say on a scale of 1 to 10 what's your pain level. They start acting out. So I just started thinking, could it be? And this is was so wonderful. I called, he was from University of or Florida State Medical School, called this doctor's office thinking I'd never hear from Portland, Oregon, making a cold call. That right. physician called that night and said, tell me the story. What's mm. going on with your dad? And I did. And so I gave him the list of drugs he's on and told him about the mood altering drug they gave him. And he said, okay, I have a question for you. If your dad had arthritis, oh yeah, he had arthritis. He had bursitis. And in fact, he broke his hip. Oh, a couple months ago, what's he on for pain? Um, hmm. I read them. He's on nothing for pain. He said, your father is in pain. And so anyway, he said, I want you to do three things. I want you to get a new doctor. He recommended a geriatrician who could then say, we're going to stop this mood-altering drug, and we're going to put him on a regimen of Tylenol. This is How do you book. like that? A little bit of Tylenol. A little bit of Tylenol, three times a day. Not as needed. They can't say they need it. Right. And, and right. different person. Completely different person. My dad, and had, so he was able to give him a much, much happier ending. But the problem is, is most of the time, what we're calling outbursts with a lot of these people, severe dementia, is pain-related. And that's something that I really wanted to get across. Exactly. And because you are his daughter mm-hmm. and you know him, mm-hmm. 
you you knew intellectually mm -hmm. this idea of a baseline. Yeah. It mm -hmm. was working in your brain, mm -hmm. and that is, that's not my dad. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. not the way he is. Mm -hmm. That's not his typical behavior. Mm -hmm. And so that doctor, by having you tell him mm -hmm. what your dad was like, what was typical, what had been mm -hmm. going on, could help you understand mm -hmm. that he his behaviors were not mm -hmm. typical for his situation. Mm -hmm. And in fact, he's most likely in pain. It's mm -hmm. not, mm -hmm. he doesn't act this way. Mm -hmm. And so that's the point I wanted to make sure we got to today. Um, and the importance of the stories that you're bringing to us, it's important for us mm -hmm. to hold on to and be confident in those things that we know to be mm -hmm. the truth about mm -hmm. our family members. And if we can establish for ourselves medical baselines what is their blood pressure what kind of reactions have they had to pain in the past what is their yes. typical way of responding that is all information that mm -hmm. we can use to help mm -hmm. the doctors whether they're a geriatrician mm -hmm. or if we are not so fortunate mm -hmm. other doctors mm -hmm. understand that no this is not what my mm -hmm. loved one needs right now mm -hmm. And that was just one of the things that you discovered, and now uh -huh. you're being able to uh, speak out about it yes. and to write about it. And this book is a treasure of that kind of information. We want to make sure to uh, invite our listeners to go to your uh, – it's not a full website, but it, it, it explains about the book and so forth and mm -hmm. has an order button with mm -hmm. uh, Powell's and – Amazon, and that is thegiftofcaring.net, mm -hmm. and uh, you can mouse over the title on the uh, on the podcast, or you can just go directly to thegiftofcaring.net, or go to our website and just uh, fill out a contact form and submit that, and we'll make sure you get connected. So, you know, uh, there's a lot more that we're going to talk about, and we're going to have to save that for the podcast, uh, because we want our listeners to be reminded there's all kinds of these very relevant subjects that we deal with and talk about. We invite in the best of the best, don't we, Denise? Well, fantastic. We have a biologist, a wildlife biologist, who has taken all of that science knowledge yeah. and applied it to this in cooperation with a specialist up at OHSU. Mm -hmm. That is fabulous resources for our audience. It's, yeah, it's rich, and it's uh, it's. Excellent. So we want to just say we have coming up uh, another show called, uh, well, not called, but the, the folks from Every Marriage Matters. What document have almost 200 pastors in one county in our area signed? Uh, they're going to talk about that. And we have another guest coming in f with uh, Your Safe Money Solutions. How can you invest money and be protected from losing any of it? All of this and a whole lot more on secondhalfnow.com. You'll find all of our shows on our uh, podcast list, secondhalfnow.com. Go to the archive tab, and it's all there. And uh, so we want to encourage you to, uh, uh, you got to go to the website and hear part two of our discussion here today with Marcy Houle and her book, The Gift of Caring. It is, um, uh, what's the subtitle again? Oh, uh, Saving Our Parents from the... I can't perils, read upside down. The perils <laughs> of modern health care. You yeah. were just in denial over there, yes. just having some bad <laughs> memories of your own experience. No, it's the perils of yeah. modern health care. And I'm watching Roger with the time cards here, and we're winding <laughs> down pretty quickly. We want to invite our, our folks to uh, tune in every Monday, 5.30 to 6 p.m. on this radio station, KKPZ 1330, and then go hear the rest and all of our shows around the clock 24-7 
at secondhalfnow.com. If you have any input or questions or suggestions, uh, submit one of those contact forms and uh, we will respond to you. So I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. We're going to continue our conversation with Marcy Houle on part two of our website, secondhalfnow.com, and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.